A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple, he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling the doves, Take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. The people then said to him, What sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. They then said, This temple has been under construction for forty-six years, and you will raise it up in three days. But Jesus was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. When he was in Jerusalem during the Passover festival, many believed in his name, because they saw the signs that he was doing. But Jesus, on his part, would not entrust himself to them, because he knew all people and needed no one to testify about anyone, for he himself knew what was in everyone. The Gospel of the Lord Children grow up listening to the words of their parents. We do not talk to children to communicate information, but to open a space in which they may flourish and become human. The child learns that they are loved and can love. Taking part in conversation is more transformative than informative. To listen to the Word of God remakes us as friends of God and each other. In our reading from the book of Exodus, The commandments are the words God spoke to us. God is opening a relationship, creating a space where we can learn to become God's people, where we can learn to inhabit more fully the creative life story. We tend to hear these commandments as a static set of rules and end in themselves, rather than the beginning of a dynamic process. Although we call these the Ten Commandments, some of them are not commands to do something, but rather they are prohibitions. Thou shalt not. The characteristic of the prohibition is that it appeals to human creativity by closing off the impasses and dead ends. Whoever observes the prohibitions and commits no violence, lies, theft, or adultery has not yet done anything positive. But a space is created for humane 
and fully loving relationships. Think of it like a glass. If the glass does not have a bottom, everything just spills out. It can't hold anything. The prohibitions are the bottom of the glass. There is a bottom in the glass, but there is nothing in it. To fill up the glass is not merely not doing anything. It means doing something concrete. To use a different image, the boundary lines on a field make football possible. But they do not create the game of football itself. The players themselves must make the game what it will be, inside the boundaries created by the lines on the field. It's an easy mistake to confuse the container for the good that is to be found within. In the temple, we see structured in stone boundaries between insiders and outsiders. At the center was the Holy of Holies, which only the high priest could enter. This was surrounded by the court of the priests and the Levites. Outside that, there was the court of the circumcised Jewish men. The outer court of the temple was the court of the Jewish women and then the Gentiles. The chambers are ordered so that some are admitted only at the edge. Fewer are permitted to enter midway, and only one is given access clear to the center. The process is to differentiate between neighbors. Some are more worthy than others. The closest we can come in our world to a notion of three chambers of qualification is a commercial airline with coach class, first class, and the Holy of Holies, where none may go. In the temple, Jesus finds people buying and selling, as if this is what gives us access to God. Jesus enters the temple and announces that this system of buying and selling is a dead end. It will not get us to God, because God simply comes as gift. All we have to do is receive the gift. As we saw in last week's reading, Abraham was willing to sacrifice his son Isaac because in those days, child sacrifice was common. Eventually, people eliminated explicit human sacrifice and used animals instead. By the time of Jesus, the temple had become a giant butchery. During the Passover festival, the priests were killing animals nearly nonstop. About 90% of commerce in Jerusalem was in one way or the other connected with animal sacrifice. In the Synoptic Gospels, Mark, Matthew, and Luke, when Jesus dies on the cross, the curtain of the temple veil is torn in two from top to bottom. Jesus' death reveals the inner workings of God. We see a God who spills God's own blood to reach through to us, rather than a God who wants us to spill our blood to reach through to God. In John's Gospel, 
Jesus is crucified on Thursday, not on Friday. So on Thursday afternoon, he is going outside the city walls to be killed at exactly the same time, three in the afternoon, when the priests in the temple were killing the lambs for the Passover feast. So, while they were killing the lambs, the real lamb, the one who was identified as the Lamb of God, was going to the place of execution to be killed. Remember that when Jesus was on the cross, the soldiers divided his garments among them. They also took his tunic, which was seamless, and instead of tearing it, they cast lots to see who would get it. The seamless robe is the robe the high priest wore on the Day of Atonement when he alone entered the Holy of Holies. So the high priest, the Lord, was going to the temple where he would be the Lamb. For as we are told, they look on him after he has died, they see that not a bone of his body was broken, just like the Passover lambs. Now, if that picture is true, then it seems that what our Eucharistic life is supposed to be about is that we are a people who are being turned into the new temple by receiving the body and blood of the self-giving victim who is already victorious in offering his whole self to us, body and blood, Jesus is renewing the Sinai Covenant. We are being turned into the new temple that is able to participate in the life of God who is coming out to us here and now. God's love for us is unconditional, without measure, beyond imagining. We cannot earn this love, nor can we manipulate it through deals, bargains, prayers, or religious practices. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places, Jesus assures us. The Father's love extends to all members of the human family. No one is excluded from the sphere of divine love.